Yo, what's good? It's Community Podcast. Your boy Sopri706 here with your man's Love Killer Trey, aka the Ice Cold AC. We got Mar- Marcus Sniffles and our special guest, uh, Urban Champ. What's good, man? What's happening? Chilling, chilling, chilling. So, you know, we back at it again. You know, if you, you mess with us, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, leave comments, subscribe. If you really like it, if you really feel us, tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, let them know what's good out here. Uh, support black businesses, even though we're not really a business, but it's Black Black History Month, so you know, you know, support the movement. So we had a lot of things going on this week. Uh, the biggest thing, I, I guess, would be the Grammys. A lot of people were up in arms about that, as far as with the uh, the way that some of these things shake out. I'm not gonna lie, I really don't watch award shows. I really, it's not really my thing. There's other ways I, I find better to enjoy artists, like buying their music or you know, listening to the music, but uh, Urban Champ, he's got a couple of things he wants to say as far as with the award shows. Some of the, I don't know if it's necessarily biases, but just some of the ways they pick winners or who wins, who doesn't win, some of the quote-unquote politics behind some of those things. So I'll let y'all chime in. Indeed, indeed. What's good is Urban Champ, you know what I'm saying? I'm Sizzle 9642 on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Since we're giving out tweets, you know what I'm saying? Follow me too. But um, I'm glad you did say that, though, Bree, in, in regards to, like, how you feel about award shows. um, Because it really says a lot about award shows and the whole simple fact that there's biases in them is politics in them. You know what I'm saying? The award shows aren't really for the fans' enjoyment because half the time the fans don't even really get to decide. They got committees. Um, and all type of different things going on. And it's basically politics. Um, we were really kind of talking earlier about different Grammy snubs um, in different categories, how certain people seem to win certain things. We'll talk about with Eminem. Um, almost every album Eminem put out was won a Grammy, except for one. And the year it didn't win, Kanye was one for late registration. Uh, Lil Wayne beat out uh, Jay-Z with the Carter 3 over American Gangster. Which what? Is- yeah. Really? Wow. Freaking Travis. Jesus. And it's like, really with that, that's more politics too, because it was more like Wayne stepping up to a certain plate. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing. If you remember back then, for a long time, it was like, you really looked at Wayne like, he even really looked at himself just kind of trying to idolize Jay-Z. And then it was almost like, okay, I'm coming after this spot. You know what I'm saying? Especially after he retired and came back and all this, this, that, and the third. Then it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to do what I do. And it was really his most commercial album, at, especially at the time. Like, Lollipop, look what it did. And it was just more or less politics. Like, okay, that way ain't have it then. Even if you look at with the Oscars, when Denzel won for Training Day, when he should have won for like Glory, but and Malcolm X, yeah, he should have won for a lot of different roles. And it's like I want to say it was Malcolm X when Al Pacino won. Um, Al Pacino won something, but it wasn't his. It wasn't Scarface or nothing like that. It wasn't one of his real best works, and it was more or less okay. We just gonna give it to him this year. Almost like he's put in so much work, then paid his dudes to get snub for his best work. 
Then it's almost like they feel like, okay, let's feel sorry for this nigga. We'll throw him a bone and give him one for playing a bad guy. And honestly, I've seen Denzel playing much better roles than Training Day, and he gets one for Training Day that didn't make sense. I agree with you. There is a lot of bias. I mean, that's why, like, for me, I would like us as, as black people or people of color to kind of support our own things a little more, like, we let the source get dismantled. That was actually really entertaining. I'm not sure well, if the Ozone one is they still. Had get, they had to get the source out of here because they was in there wilding out. Like, yeah, they, they was in there the fighting and stuff. But come on, man. It's not funny. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's entertaining until somebody gets shot and killed on, on TV or <laughs> there's a murder over an award show. Like, it's not worth it. Huh? What Young Buck stabbed the dude for Dr. Dre? Uh, they said that the source was it the ozone that that happened. It was now in ozone. Yeah, Dr. Dre went in the ozone wars. I know that. Yeah. It was something. It might have been the source. I think it was. The source, but yeah, you can't. You can't have. You can't have us out there wilding out. But it was some source shit. Yeah, yeah, because Mike Jones got beat up at the ozone. I remember that. That's where he got jumped by Trey and all of them. But still, I mean, you have the BET Awards. And my thing is, man, let's just support our own stuff because that way that we get graded fairly. Like I was talking earlier to South Breeze. He brought up an interesting point um, in regards to Joe Button saying that if you're a person that actually votes on the Grammys, you have to vote on everything. So if you're a classical artist, now you're tasked with picking out uh, the best rap album and you may not ever listen to rap. So that's why I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, there's sure a lot of Macklemore's and freaking Eminem's winning up these awards when there's other albums putting out, I mean, other artists putting out way better work than what's winning. And it's just a slap in the face to me. Like, if you have Adele who can go out there and admit Lemonade was a better CD, Lemonade was iconic with the way that it came out. And yet, and still, they, they robbed it. it. Hasn't been a single black female one since Lauren Hill in 99. Other than her, it's freaking her and Whitney Houston. Out of all the black singers, that's all we got. I think the, the, the people right. that vote on the Grammys are just they're just out of touch. They just kind of they need to go in and do they need to do the thing that they're doing with the uh, like the Oscars. They had to go through and say, okay, all the people that are voting for Oscars are all sixty-year-old white guys. That's who's voting for the Oscars. We need to, to get more diversity. We need to get more women here. We need to get younger people. We need to get people of color in here. And that's what they need to do with the uh, Grammys also. Get some young people in there. Get some black people. Get some Hispanic people. Get some Asian people. Get more diversity. Last time I updated it is, but I know MC Light's on the Grammy committee. And last time I checked it one time, Paul Wall was on the Grammy committee. I don't know how that worked out this time because he had, you know what I'm saying, some other stuff. But it's really like that, though. You know what I'm saying? You really got an outdated committee, one with music in general, not let alone hip hop music. You know what I'm saying? They really just started kind of giving us categories for real. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hip, hip hop wasn't even a category until like what? Like 96. 96. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they've treated hip hop with the same type of reverence as they do, say, like, classical music, R&B, or country music, or anything like that. They haven't really shown hip-hop the type of respect that it's deserved and the, the popularity, popularity it has gained over these over this time. And even in 96, man, you, you really mean to tell me there was a single album better than All Eyes on Me? Like, come on, man, really? 
person them. The fresh the prince. Fresh prince they didn't go. They um they boycotted. Fresh Prince won, but they all boycotted. That doesn't even make so, any sense. Just because they it was the same shit. Like you ain't finna just throw me a bone type shit. You feel me? And it's really like that. Yeah, they, the they just they re- they really gotta just get some people in there that are more diverse and know what's going on, that have their ears to what what's popular. Not not I don't want to say popular in a sense of like what's popular on the charts, but when say like you know what Lucky Trey was saying when Lemonade came out, there were tremors all over the place. Like that was an impactful album that impacted a lot of people. And I'm not gonna sit here and say Adele's album was trash because I liked it, but it, it wasn't Lemonade. It wasn't that. And I I I, I, I wouldn't know either way because I listened to that. So I didn't I didn't listen to to Macklemore's album, but I know it wasn't. To pimp a butterfly, I know it didn't have that same kind of impact on hip hop culture. Not even because they lost to Good Kid, Mad City, but even then, Good Kid, Mad City was to me Kendrick's best work. Yep, I, yeah, but it don't have a replay value that Good Kid, Mad City had. I would put I'd put Good Kid, Mad City up against a, against just about any album in hip hop history. Like I think it's that good. Indeed, and they snowed the boy early. But then you have, you got a little stuff here and there, like, um, with Chance was was a really big move. You know what I'm saying? This whole year, a uh, whole 2016, just on the charts, it was a lot of people that had chart-topping hits that were straight independent. You know what I'm saying? Whether you really listen to the music or like, um, Young M.A., that Uso, straight independent, uh, Lucci, which he really ain't signed to nobody way, uh, think it's a game. So it's like, when he did Key to the Streets and all that, bam, that's straight independent. Uh, Chance with no problems. And it's one more. That's a lot of people getting some independent money, which is a good thing hey. indeed as well. We we have to uh, congratulate them. Even Chance, I mean, to get yourself up to that status without even being signed is a, is a big deal. Do I think he deserved to beat it over the life of Pablo? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, it, it was a good album. I like the coloring book. It was, it was a I, good album. Okay, honestly, I wouldn't have picked either of those albums to say that they were just what they were supposed to be. I didn't really, I didn't vibe with coloring book at all too much, but I can't say that Pablo was the great album that it was really acclaimed to be for so long. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Tread lightly. It's okay. It's not. It's not trash. It's not Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's okay. I mean, a lot of people say Jesus is trash, which I don't agree with. I I find Jesus very entertaining, considering I think he he made that album in like, ooh, he made in a very short period of time. I'm like, for that to be his garbage to be that good to me is very impressive. The Life of Pablo was cool. Like I, I, that got a lot of burn from me. A lot of people that I spoke to that said it was garbage. They actually didn't listen to it. And when I played it for them, track for track, they're like, "Oh, this is this is as bad as I thought." It was like, "Yeah, this CD is kind of fire." Like I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, to each his own. But I mean, but do you think that that was the best rap album of the year? Uh, 
I'm not gonna lie with the the way the music comes out so quickly now. Honestly, it's a blur of like the albums that came out. So I'd say one thing, then something else came up I forgot about. But I'd have to say the album I listened to the most, hands down, was the Life of Pablo. Like no questions asked. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see the show at uh, MSG, which is really cool. Except I'm mad he didn't perform. No more parties in LA, which is pretty much the only reason I wanted to go see that show was to see him perform that live, which he did not do. So. But, Shout out to Kanye. Yeah, for me, yeah, for me, <laughs> The Life of Pablo was uh, was my album of the year. But that's uh, to be determined. I might be have to change my mind on that, but continue. I would pick Pablo over Coloring Book, most definitely. Fair enough. I do. And I, I pick Autumn over Views because Views had like a, only a few songs I even cared about on it, but. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't understand why. Well, I guess the way they treat us at the Grammys is the way they treat us in life. So it's kind of like you just deal with it. I mean, I, for the purpose of this show, went back to listen to um, Adele's 25. And I listened to the Beyonce, even though I'm not a person that traditionally listens to either one of their type of music. And I still would say that um, the Lemonade CD was better. But... um. You know, it is what it is. I, I, I liked, I personally liked uh, Seat at the Table better than uh, Lemonade, so. Yeah, I those, those two albums are, are really hard to compare just because the vibes on them were totally different. Yeah, but I just still, I just still like Seat at the Table better. Replay value for me, I listened to Lemonade one time. Oh, I think, um, uh, I, I think. I desire to listen to it. I think limit. I think Lemonade like has more replayable songs, but I think a seat at the table as an album as a whole is more replayable. But to have Lemonade have replayable songs because Beehive, you gonna hear that shit. You don't have a choice. You are gonna know the songs. Not if you don't listen to the radio, because I don't. Well, you're also gonna hear the, the if those songs weren't good though. Like people would, they'd say so, even if. You can be the most, you know, aggressive Beyonce fan, but if her song isn't good, they'll 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 tell you if it's not good. It's like a chronic light impact. You know what I'm saying? It was a time, okay. I would compare that to what people said about the chronic because I didn't experience it myself, but they were saying it's just like up and down the street. You're just everybody playing the chronic, but it was a different song. Everybody having a song, but you damn near heard the whole song without even really hearing your damn self. And Lemonade had that kind of impact. By the time I actually said and said, "Okay, I'm gonna listen to this whole um, album," I had to down and heard every song, just in passing from people. Yeah, it has so many different vibes and styles to it. Like that seat at the table is kind of one. It's like a regular. Not I don't want to say regular, but it's a uh, just your contemporary R and B type album. Like Lemonade had rock songs and country songs, mm-hmm. slow songs, dance songs. Yeah. And it had a, it was a like a, basically a, a narrative that went along with the whole album, and I and I love a seat at the table, but when I listen to that, I need to listen to it in its entirety. I don't like to, I can't just pick out a certain song from that album that I like to listen to. I, I like to listen pick to out like all. four. No, I'm talking about I just listen to that song and I move on. Like it's not, I like to listen to the whole thing. Like Lemonade, sometimes I'll play formation by itself and then do something else or i'll pl- play freedom by itself move on you know play uh, what's that song don't hurt yourself and move on i can do that with that cd but 
don't know. It's it's something about a seat at the table where I feel like it sounds better all together. Like you need to listen it to it. Probably made the week. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. have a constant type of vibe. Yeah, it has that. Yeah, the vibe to it is very constant. It's like I I need because it. I think the interludes also help with it when you hear her like her mom talking her dad and Master mm-hmm. P and all them guys. I think that's what helps me get into that mood of like, yeah, I want to keep listening to this because I know what's coming next. I know how this goes. And I, I, I just, I just, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give them, give them both props because I mean, to the, the idea that two sisters had number one albums in the same year and they both won Grammys, you know, this past uh, weekend is pretty amazing. And you got to respect not only the talent, but the work put behind it. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't look at all. You know what I'm saying? They they built the team. And who wouldn't want to, like, at any given time, any artist I know can talk whatever they want to talk. But if Beyonce call you up to work, you're running. You know what I'm saying? Why the fuck not? You might get a whole person. Not the whole deal. So speaking on putting in work, two sisters, you know, things of that nature. I don't know what that has to do with this next topic. (laughs) But what I do want to talk about now is the double standard. (laughs) Wait, first before I get into the double standard about Valentine's Day, I want to say one last thing about the Grammys. Fuck y'all, because we know Gucci Man put that work in and he ain't even getting nominated. I mean, what what a love for the trap stars at. Say that one more time. Gucci Man put the work in and ain't even getting nominated. What a love for the trap stars at. Cause that's this a, man that's a clone. Shit. He put out like seventeen albums in jail. How you, how you gonna like give? Out. How you gonna give an out? How you gonna give an award to a clone though? Like he's not a clone, man. That's the real Gucci the man. Real, the real Gucci man is under. He's under a cell somewhere. That, Who that's, Gucci, that's Gucci's <laughs> clone out there walking around. The reason that I would say Gucci man is a clone for real, for real, is because. He didn't uh, get on one knee to propose because he can't bend his knees. Nah, his pants was too tight. I mean, he had on them Balenciagas. So his, I, I, his I mean, it's not like he can't afford another pair, though. His programming. He would have ripped out his pants. It's his programming. He bought 10 more pairs. He's rich. He needed a new battery or something. I don't know. Maybe he just short-circuited for a second. Mm-hmm. But like I said, now that. Finish but that is a perfect segue to the, the speaking of the proposal to the Valentine's Day bias, which we all know. My thing is, look, I know that it's a holiday that's quote-unquote built, and it seems like it's always catered towards the women. Fake holiday. Uh, yeah, it damn sure is a, a damn manufactured so, holiday. Yeah, people at my job taking off work, like, just not coming in. I'm, well, women. I'm like, yo, that's not, that's not how that works. Like, bring your ass to work. You know what I'm saying? But continue, sorry. Another thing is, there's been a big debate about is pussy a gift? <laughs> Fellas, let me get your thoughts on that, please. Is that is that a gift or what's going on? Uh, uh, <laughs> the views expressed by Love Killer Trey are not expressed by the people I work for. Oh my god, is <laughs> it a gift? No entity. I mean, I feel like I feel like if you ain't if you don't have a job. And you're not like a good cook, and you can't like give me anything else. Like if that's all you got, that's all you got. You know, I, what do you I mean, mean, what do you mean to say? Then, but if that's all you got, I'm probably not getting you that Valentine's Day anyway. Hey. You know 
give them what they want, I guess. I don't know. That's not like, always I, what you got, man. You learn how to make macaroni cards when you was in third grade. You can make you a little macaroni designer card, write a nice little handwritten note with crayons. You could do something else. Dog. I think it's more of like, you know, it's, it's the thought that goes behind it. You just can't be like, oh, let me go ahead and bust this ass open for you. You got to kind of, you know, put on like, you know, <laughs> put on it. Put on a good slow jam, get your slow jam mix going or something and run a bath. I don't know. You know, get them a drink and you try to make it special or something. Don't just, you know, toot that ass up in the air and be like, hey, happy Valentine's Day. Like, come on, like, at least try. Get a massage or something, foot bath. Yeah, something like anybody can massage someone's feet or give them a back rub or something like that. Being a, a god, a god fearing Christian man, I feel that sex here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Um, two people that go. in holy matrimony should <laughs> take their bodies, the sins of the flesh. And uh, you know, your body is a temple, ladies. You should not be giving away uh, your flower as a gift to these Neanderthals and these thugs out here. You know, save yourself for your, for your king, and then y'all can be kings and queens. And uh, flourish together and holy matrimony. Well, like I'm saying, if I'm out here spending 150, 203, 4, 500 dollars or buying you a ring, here he go. You know, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, can least, you can't get me some cologne, baby. Come on, get, get a nigga some cologne. Get, give me some candy, something. You know, you, you even got to give me elaborate candy. Give me some Crunch Bars, some hot Cheetos, a fucking Fanta. And for the record, this is more or less assuming that, you know what I'm saying, I'm already getting the pussy prior to me getting the pussy as a gift. You feel what I'm saying? That's like, okay, it's the same pussy I probably just got. (laughs) (laughs) She gonna put a bow on it, though. Freshen it up good, but she gonna put a little bow on it. I mean, I I guess that's the whole idea of Valentine's Day, though, right? It's like, okay, on on this day, I, I made you something special, but Nothing has really changed. Like, I still feel the same way about you that I felt about you. And it's like, it's really just more or less. I get it. Because it's more or less an expectation, you know what I'm saying, for women to just receive the, it's really just the act of courtship that's overemphasized just because of capitalism of the holiday you know what i'm saying and it's almost just an expectation this is like okay this is what it is and oh i'm happy and, and that's your gift that i'm happy you know what i'm saying like and we we, we we can't discredit all these thirsty dudes out here either though who will gladly take just that as a gift who are back like that are just out there chasing it and if you know, if a woman is just like you know, I'm just gonna you know, I'm gonna give them some and they'll be happy. And a lot of guys are out there that they're fine with that. There are plenty of dudes out there that are like that. The main reason I would be cool with that is because you know what I'm saying. Taxes about to drop right after that. So hey, we good. Hey, like I said, it's it's always this stupid double standard where they feel like we got to do everything. But um, you know, why don't you why don't you take care of your dude sometimes? You know, like Usher made that song trading places, trade places with me. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, you, you, some, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta ask though. Like if you ask, you'd be surprised what she'd be willing to do for you. If you're like, yo, 
can you do something for me on Valentine's Day too? And nine times out of ten, she'll probably do it. Yeah, like I, I'll I'll give a shout out to my girl. Like she does put forth the extra mile and do the things she needs to do to keep me happy. So it's yeah. not all the time, but I know when I was single, like bruh, these girls, like you be, these hoes ain't loyal for real. Like they be wanting everything, and then it's like they all want the same stuff anyway, like bears, chocolates, all that cheap stuff. But you know, it's to make them feel good. But it's like, well, bro, what I'm getting? You know what I'm saying? At the at the roses of like the bachelor, you feel me? At the very least, you gotta at least. At the very least, you should try to you know celebrate Valentine's together. Like make it a a couple's thing where it's like, okay, this is what we're going to plan to do together. Not oh, I'm going to do all this stuff for you and you're just going to receive everything. Like, hey, let's do this together. Let's plan it together. Maybe you plan the first half of the day. You plan, I'll plan the second half of the day. Like, make it a couple's thing. Don't just, you know, don't... I, if you if you feel bad about, you know, being obligated to do everything for Valentine's Day, then you need to talk to that person like, yo, I don't really like how things are going. I'd like some things to change. And if, you know, if they don't, then... You kind of deal with that, which you will. And I think I brought all of that up because I seen, um, saying a friend of mine on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure she was single or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, ladies, just make sure he deserved it, you know, one of those type of things. And I was like, I look past the whole single women giving, you know what I'm saying, women that are in relationship advice and just like, well, hey, what about so do they get nothing for Valentine's Day? What about what they deserve? You know what I'm saying? Like you really just kind of had a whole man bashing thing going on in the midst of wishing ladies a happy Valentine's Day. Like, exactly. You, know you you females, please stop sending yourselves edible arrangements or getting them little chocolate covered strawberries sent to yourself. We see through that. I remember when I was in high school, like hearing a bunch of girls teaming up to buy each other stuff, balloons, candy, stuff like that. And it's just like, look, if you ain't getting no Valentine's stuff, it's not a big deal. Why are you putting on a show for nothing? And this was, of course, before social media was really big. And now, like, I remember, you know what, I'm going to give you a quick story. This was about maybe four or five years ago. It was around Valentine's Day. It was these white cement fours that came out. And this chick, I ain't going to drop a name, but this chick was like, she gave me the money to buy them and wanted me to say that I got them for her for Valentine's Day. And I'm just like, wow, like, you, you're trying to make me look like a fool, but you paid for it. No, 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 just do it. It'll make me feel good. And I'm just like, bruh, you know, it's not that. Yeah, she did that. Gave me the money to buy the shoes and then told me, to take a picture of the shoes and the stuff that I got her and make it look like I got her the shoes and all the stuff too. I took the shoe, I would have took the money and went and got like matching Pumas or something and just fucked the game up on them. That's what I should have did. But you know, I was a, I was a nice guy. So I got her the shoe. Why y'all women can't be giving y'all to these dirty thugs. You're going to take your, your honest money and spend it on Pumas. Not even Jordans. Not even... Not not even. Well, Nike. you could get a pair, two pair of Pumas with a pair of Jordans. No, I'm just not even not even a pair of Nikes, like some Pumas, dog. Like you could have got some Filas, bro. Um, Filas and four years ago. Come on, bro. Nah, Filas, you know, you're tripping. 
They, they was hot 10, 12 years ago, yes. With the Dickies, you know what I'm saying? Because they had the colors. Yeah. Yeah, with the Dickies, it was hot. Actually, that's going to segue to a later point that I'm going to put on. But, you know, I'll let y'all go a little bit forward. When, when we discuss the, the movements, I'm, I'm going to discuss a real popular movement that I felt nationwide as far as in the hip-hop community. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what'd you say? We might well get into it. I think we spoke enough. All right. Well, look, the next topic, of course, is we're talking about hip-hop movements. We're talking about things that made you change the way you think, made you change the way as far as your styling is concerned, maybe even made made you change the type of music that you listen to. So, I mean, I'm going to kick it off to any one of y'all that want to take a hold to it. What is a group, genre, era, individual rapper that came into the game, blew it up and made you change everything that you do because of that artist? Yeah, I think this one is... For me, it's super easy. It's hands down. It's Kanye West, because when Kanye West first came out, he dropped the uh, college dropout. I was going into my senior year of high school, so listening to that music, knowing where I was at, not really sure what I wanted to do with my life. That was a pretty impactful album. He was, he was just a he was a middle class kid from Chicago that went to art school. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't. Jay-Z out on the corner slinging rocks. He wasn't this tough guy. He wasn't, you know, like an LL Cool J type sex symbol, nothing like that. He was just a regular dude that believed in what he wanted to do and that he, he said he was going to do stuff and he would and go out and do it the way he dressed. He wasn't, you know, wearing the, uh, the baggy pants and throwback jerseys. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but he was dressing in a different way that I feel impacted the culture and, and, you said something about him changing, I guess, the way you listen to things. I'm not going to say that Kanye was the first one to do the, the sped up sampling and all that stuff. He bring it but, back. Yeah, but him doing that did encourage me to go back and listen to those songs. You know, you hear something like Slow Jams or anything else on his album. You're like, I've heard that song before. Where is that from? okay, now let me go back and re-listen to, you know, this Luther Vandross or whatever, or this Patti LaBelle or who, and, and you start discovering, you start discovering all these older artists that you maybe never heard of or never listened to. And I think that's how, for me personally, that's the more influential artist in my life. Like he's had the most impact on me personally than any other uh, artists out there. And I also say, I guess, because I'm ranting right now, if it wasn't for him, I there's a there's if you look at all the artists that kind of came up after him, like I would I would have never listened to Talib Kweli if it wasn't for Kanye West. Not saying that, you know, Kanye put Talib on because he was already out rapping before that, but you know I heard him on Get Him High and I was like, whoa, who's this dude? Let me go back and re-listen to what he did. Same thing with Common. Common was good back in the early 90s, but then, you know, when Kanye produced B. Yeah, B. And, and I was just like, yo, Common is nice. And, you know, the artists that he signed, like Big Sean, and he put on, you know, Chance the Rapper gave him an opportunity, gave him some shine. He, uh, about who? Cuddy. Yeah, Cudi. you know, Kid Cuddy. He, he put, like, Travis 
Scott on his album, he's put a lot, he's given a lot of younger artists a chance to shine. And even he's given a lot of older artists like Talib and Common, Most Def, even Jay-Z. Jay-Z was kind of, not saying he was on the decline, but he was kind of plateauing. You get him on this Kanye beats, now he's on, he's got the blueprint out here. So I I think it's pretty hard to to say anybody has had more impact musically, culturally, for hip hop and music in general than Kanye West. Wow. Yeah, I was going in on that one. Urban Champ, who influenced you, my brother? All right. Um, as people, there are two people. And it's funny because these two people came from two groups, two duos. And they were the greatest duos to the point where you kind of got to put them um, A and B at number one. They got attacked. Um, and that's Outkast and UGK, of course. But for me, Andre 3000 and PMC. As people, not even really so much like taking my rap styles or nothing from them. You know what I'm saying? Bun B probably was more influential on just like me switching up flows and patterns at first. More so now, Pepsi, just because, like I say, as a person, and with 3K, it was early with raps and just the things he was saying. And, of course, him just going against the grain. You know what I'm saying? I was not here wearing motherfucking grass skirts and fucking shoulder pads and shit. But it was just <laughs> the whole mindset of like, okay, I can still be who I am, where I am, not forgetting that and have a mind that's going a million places. You see what I'm saying? Um, with Pimp C, it was really just, I have an opinionatedness, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I troll on Facebook, but I troll for a good purpose, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try not to preach in a sense, but they do come out and kind of like sermon-like rants in a sense. And a lot of that motivational speech I really have to put to Uncle Chad. I call him Uncle Chad. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, for me, I would say just because a lot of my music, if it doesn't have really like a Florida influence, more or less, it would be more of a Texas influence. You know what I'm saying? Um, I say T.I. a little bit, but even with that, who did T.I. get influence from? UGK. So it really kind of already goes to, back to the backbone on that. Yeah. Um, Pimp C was never afraid to say what he wanted to say, and Pimp C was never afraid to find his own way to get it. You know what I'm saying? Off the muscle. Like, people don't realize all with UGK stuff, that was if Pimp C wasn't making the beats, he was co-producing and he was singing all the hooks. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole influence of, like, country rap songs. And from 2000, let's let's be real, from, like, 2003, 2004 on, the South has always had a hold on cultural influence. The only people up North had to be Dipset. They had any other type of stronghold on anything in the culture because Dipset was powerful as fuck. Like, people can't really, it's like, even if you wasn't really like in it like that, if you fuck with just different parts or whoever, whoever, you seen that shit. Like, 
the G unit shit was kind of there. I remember walking through Regency and shit, and it was just like I used to see kids with these fake ass G unit chains and like do rags and shit. And <laughs> really didn't need they weren't gonna get waves, so they really didn't need no do rags. You feel me? And I'm like, oh, you're just a gangster, huh? I know I'm a gangster. I listen to Fifty Cent. It was like a Dave Chappelle skit in real life. And besides that, I seen the Dipset shit happen. I seen a dude down here with Dipset everything, you know, besides tall tees. I did it. I did tall tees and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Crazy color bandanas. Man. And just let it hang. Just let the, uh, the carry on even tie that bitch up and put the hat on it. I was like, oh, four, oh, five. I was like, enjoy it. Yeah. They killed the Averix and um, what was it? Averix, Mesquite, all that stuff was dipset. Yeah. Like the styling of it. Mm-hmm. Wait. I would say if really looking at hip hop now, um, I got to give some credit to ASAP Mall just because they had a blueprint. And New York always going to have New York bias. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He gave his respect to the simple fact that his music gets Houston influenced. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, and even if you listen to Ferd, like Ferd don't rap like he from where he from. You feel me? So mm-hmm. taking all that into account, what was they listening to? Look at designer. Smurder really from Miami. You know what I'm saying? So it's like these are the people that was getting high in New York. You feel me? They had a southern influence. And they all kind of led back to UGK. Sure does if you're talking about Texas. Real shit. But at the same time, too, I got to like, my music is really like uh, Jacksonville saturated. I try to do that on purpose. A lot of people around me kind of get tired of it. Like, oh, man. Da, 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 da. But it's like, I'm not really making this for y'all. I'm making this for the world. You feel me? Yeah. So, and that's it. So I really just kind of love it. For me, now I do agree with you. Um, and actually, I'm actually shocked that you went with UGK um, being a group that was very influential. Um, for me, I mean, I, I'm just going to speak on UGK. When Pimp C got out of prison and they dropped that CD, finally, that UGK CD, I think it was UGK for Life, mm-hmm. on the first track on the second disc, like he was talking about all these books, uh, Behold a Pale Horse, uh, 48 Lies of uh, 48 Laws of Power, and some of those other books. And I even began to read those books because I remember, man, shoot, when I was little, my dad was bumping UGK, got a pocket full of stones, and I grew up on all that. Um, Outcast, you know, with with Big Boy was my main dude back in the day because you know I liked the polo. I was a bigger dude. Underrated. Yeah, he is super underrated. Because when I was little, I thought he was better than Dre. As I'm older, I understand Dre a little bit more. And, you know, it's a dog fight. I think Dre has evolved from them. But Yeah, if you want to say that, uh, I'll just interject real quick. I don't want you to lose your train of thought. But if you want to say that Andre 3000 is better than Big Boy, I can live with that. But don't treat Big Boy like he's that dude in the mask from the St. Lunatics. Like, he ain't do nothing. Like, he ain't put in no work. People act like Big Boy can't rap. Big Boy can rap his ass off. He been rapping. 
he's been rapping since he was rapping before Outkast. He was rapping with Outkast. Andre 3008 here no more. Big Boy's still rapping. Get that man his respect, man. Believe it. Most definitely. Yeah, he is definitely underrated. But I'm going to get into my group that was influential. And I'm going to tell the backstory because I remember being a seventh grader out in freaking California listening to MTV Jams and hearing Cash Money taking over for the 99 and the 2000. Oh, I remember oh. from that point on with that. I like Han a lot, but from that point on, that was a club anthem that, that stayed with me 10 plus years. I switched because I was in California. I was wearing Dickies and Chucks. I threw all that stuff out. All I wanted was bows and Reeboks and tall tees. That's man. all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do. You know what? I'm going to be honest. For the longest time, my password was hot boy XYZ or hot boy this, this, that. I always wanted to be a hot boy. That was my thing. I thought all them dudes could rap. Every one of them had talent. It wasn't a producer that could compete with Manny Fresh. He was putting no. out oh tracks. I'm, I'm, from, I'm a young dude. I'm from Mississippi. Yeah, so Manny, Orleans, like, Manny I'm, Fresh, I'm, man. Give Manny Fresh his respect, man. Yeah, God, I, I love me some Manny Fresh. And it's like that group came in, a bunch of nobodies. And really, I mean, of course, Lil Wayne is going to end up being the biggest art, artist out of that group. But they came in and made something out of nothing. Now, granted, I will say another another person that I'm going to um, say was really influential as well. Um, I feel like Cash Money rode their coattails a little bit since they were from the same place, but I got to give it up to No Limit. I was reading a meme that pretty much defined Master P as being the only... Oh, you, you put that out too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I see that. Well, he's, he's, the only, he's lived out every hood nigga dream. And it's like most people, they lack some respect for from them because of the Nickelodeon stuff and this and that. But from somebody selling CDs out of their trunk to be worth up in upwards of $250 million, had Man, everybody... Oh, go ahead. Company. He had <laughs> motherfucking... Okay, I don't know what just happened. Oh, we yeah. just said here. It's just a video. Yeah, but just to give, like, Master P his props, I mean, like, Solange pretty much gave him a, a voice and a platform to speak on her album. Like, he was a major voice on that album in the interludes and almost the... Well, I mean, as far as I know, truth be told, Master P was the one that put Destiny Child on. I mean... Destiny Child and Beyonce was in Just Be Straight With Me, which was a Master P and Silk Shocker, uh, Silk the Shocker jam. So, I mean, I always got to owe those two as, as two people that really held it down for the South. And just in general, they blew up like no one else. But let me kick it over to you, South Breeze. Who was influential to you? I kind of think you probably go piggyback, but who, who was influential to you, my brother? Tupac, Thug Life. Hey, how how could we, how could we ever forget Machiavelli the Don, Illuminati, West Side? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it. I I don't think that we can see 
or ever witnessed an artist that was as big as Tupac, man. That dude really did his thing and held it down. Yeah, the thing with Pac is that he was he was a lot bigger than just music, though. Like, he was big culturally, musically. Like, if he was if he was still around, his career would be kind of like how Will Smith was and still doing, like, great music. Like, imagine if Will Smith put out a great album and then did, you know, Bad Boys and then put out another great album and then did Bad Boys 2 or Men in Black or, you know, any of his good movies that were super popular and made a lot of money, all those blockbuster movies. Imagine Will Smith doing that while having the number one album in the country. That's what Tupac was on track to be in. And it, it does suck that he ain't here no more, but, you know. Yeah, because we're going to, or at least I know I'll always wonder what could have been. I mean, they, like, as far as just individual CDs to influence my life, all eyes on me and me against the world. I remember me, and, me against the world came out when my mom was in basic training and I was uh, staying with my dad. And I remember I shed so many tears because I, I would always just, be so flustered that I was unable because I mean you know you you know people that have been in uh, basic training and stuff like that and you, you know how it is to be uh, well I mean I don't know if you know but it, it's it's pretty hard on the children so when he dropped shed so many tears and dear mama that was when I initially became a fan because I would always sing dear mama and think about my mama you know it, he he was just an awesome artist so I, I feel bad for not even mentioning. Uh, him as an influential artist, but yeah, he was the he was the most influential artist. Well, mm-hmm. I don't I I don't know if I'd put him down as like the most influential because I don't know how many people could do what he did though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to be influential and have a big impact, but if no one comes behind you and kind of carries that legacy on, you know how how much of an impact did you really have or how much influence did you really have? Cause I mean, you can look at say someone like uh, Michael Jackson and what kind of influence and impact he had on the culture. And you can kind of see that with music today, you know, you look to, you know, like Omarion, Chris Brown, all these other R and B dancing singers. Like who's, who's the guy that you look at now and say like, okay, I see some Tupac in him. The closest I can come up, come up with is like, Get rich or die trying. Fifty Cent. That's the last one I could think of. Yeah, I'd have to agree. That'd probably be the last one, and that still wasn't even on the level of a. I mean, it wasn't close, but I mean, it. I mean, he did get shot a lot of times. He did have the gangster rap music. He did have, you know, he had a couple of like introspective songs where he talked about like how he felt and like how. You know, growing up in the ghetto was pretty hard. He didn't have, you know, songs like, uh, you know, like Dear Mama and Brenda's Got a Baby. He didn't have stuff that deep, but he was kind of getting into that area. And, and it's just really. Okay. Yeah, Disco Inferno. So, yeah, hey, that's a fresh classic. classic. That is a classic video. Music I can't video lie. with a cameo, a quick cameo from the legend Nick Cannon. Pay respects to the guy. Hey, how did, even when I forgot, how did that video begin? I know it was like one, two, three, let's, but it was something 
that was <laughs> like <laughs> I remember that when with yeah. the shaking, but it was something else that was like Dang. but yeah, that was an instant classic. But it's just really a shame that I mean what what you would have thought the career trajectory of 50 Cent would have been and where he ended up. I mean, right now the guy's still making music and he's pretty much ineffective as far as anything. I was, I was about to say, is he still yeah. making music? Because I don't, I have no evidence of that like anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not checking. Yeah, not checking. yeah. He put out the he put out the Kanan mixtape. Uh, he did the theme song to uh Power. That don't count. I heard that song on the radio one day. <laughs> like you do the you. You do the theme song to the show that you produce. Like I'm not giving you props. It's not a bad song though. Like I ain't saying it's a bad not, song. Yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, he he making music. He made the theme song to the show he produced. That don't count. Again, he's got the Canaan mixtape. You know, he's out here. You know, what I'm saying respect to Curtis. It's actually a really good show that doesn't get. You talking about shows that don't get the the clout for awards? Power doesn't get nominated for anything. But garbage ass Empire gets nominated for everything. Hey, 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 hey! Because hey, Empire's now. on hey, regular now. TV, though. Hey, like, now, hey, now. Okay, I'm but not, shows I'm like The Sopranos and The Wire are not sit TV. here and take any Empire slander. That show is not garbage. It's like, it's highly I entertaining. I've never seen a single episode of Empire either, but that's how you gonna call it garbage? I, I can sell trash when I see it. It's, it's not trash. It's it's actually it's an entertaining show. I'll say that. Yeah, it was entertaining at one point. I, I kind of felt like they started pushing an agenda that I'm not going to talk about. You know what else is entertaining? World Star fights, but it doesn't mean they're good to watch. So They are. They're, they're for the culture. I mean, they're, they're like life lessons. Like, you know, you pop off, sometimes you got to get beat down. You know what I'm saying? Like, some dudes be out here talking reckless. It happens. Yeah, Power is an excellent show that should get some more clout, but that's neither here nor there, so... Well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this one on up. It seems like you sizzle has lost connection, but uh, definitely if you can, um, I think he said it was you sizzle nine four or something like that. But we'll get this correct Twitter name. Y'all shout him out, huh? Yeah, I gotta get his Twitter. I couldn't find him. Oh, actually, he just joined back, so never mind. So right on time, we'll go ahead and let you wrap it up, you sizzle. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? My phone went dead on me like a motherfucker, but yeah. Urban Champ on Facebook, that's the uh, uh fan page, whatnot. Uh, Jimmy L. Frio, that's the actual real Facebook page. I'm changing the back. So on Facebook, fan got me. You Sizzle, U C I Z Z L E 9642 on Twitter. You official, You Sizzle on YouTube. Popery video, that fame video, a couple other videos I did on the coming up on that. Um, Sir Jimmy Cool Jr. on Instagram. Slim Guy Body on Snapchat. I finally broke down, I got a snap. Fuck it. Um, so we really out here. You know what I'm saying? Jack's Power Circle, Black Chain Gang, Full Entertainment. You know what I'm saying? We're doing it really big in the 17 already. I really don't know what else to say. Um, What's your Twitter again? U-C-I-Z-Z-L-E-9642. U-Sizzle9642. All right, I got you. Uh, Instagram is Sir Jimmy, J-I-M-M-I-E, cool with a K. JR, Sir Jimmy Cool Jr. And Snapchat is Slim Guy Body. And I just Facebook. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's the cool thing to do to have different, you know what I'm saying? Shits or whatever. They tell me, oh, why don't you make it all over champ? That's not fun. You know what I'm saying? But believe it, you know, uh, a couple of things. Oh, yeah. Life and Grand Duval. Um, Duval. 
Bounce TV. I'm on, on reality TV show. I almost forgot about that. Life of Grand Duval, season three and season four. Um, and season four is coming out and that hasn't premiered yet. Also doing Life and Grind ATL. Life and Grind Duval is on channel 225 on Comcast in Jacksonville and channel 17.2 on the regular dial. Um, that's Bounce TV. Sundays at 8 p.m. Um, the Life of Grind ATL, I don't know what time to come on and all that, but it's on DeKalb 25 in Atlanta. Uh, so we're hitting two markets with that. I think our market go out to Daytona too in Jacksonville. TV all 2016, and it wasn't on the Wheel of Justice on Channel 4. So, you know what I'm saying? Gotta thank God for that. Amen. Oh, uh, y'all <laughs> check it out. It's also on YouTube, Life and Grind Duval. Um, most season three is pretty much up, you know what I'm saying? And they still showing it, uh, pretty much going on. Life and Grind season four coming soon, and uh, Security Bag and Fat Balls on 103rd every Tuesday. Uh, good little stuff going on with. Yeah, local artists, because I host a little um, joint out there, too. So all the local artists come out to Fat Balls, you know what I'm saying? Put your talents up. Two songs apiece between the crowd and guest judges. You know what I'm saying? Winning cash prizes. Not too much. I ain't got too much for them, you know what I'm saying? Besides the opportunity to actually make a little bit of money off your talents. To say, hey, I made a little cash, and I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? So that's Secure the Bag on 103rd Fat Balls, right in the middle of the plaza with Subway and all that. At, you know what I'm saying? Duval. Fuck with me. Y'all already know what's happening. Committee, I appreciate y'all for having me. And time, my, my man. Until next. 904. All right, I'll go ahead and close it out. Y'all know I'm Love Killer Trey. L-U-V-K-I-L-L-A-T-R-E on Instagram and Twitter. Uh you sizzle nine six four. I went at, I mean nine six four two went ahead and followed you on the Instagram. I mean on the uh I'm already following you on Instagram. Follow you on the Twitter. Shout out to Jack's Power Circle, um, Aitza, and uh, I am I am Ron Howard, or Classic Howard 904, Classic 904 with a K. So um, shout out to him. He's been on the show twice. Uh, always giving the good vibes. Always giving us, uh, giving myself great ideas. Uh, look out for the, oh, what did you say? I just say, like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to the team. Also, Ice Cold FX is coming soon. That's going to be my solo thing. Got a couple things rolling. I'll go ahead and kick off the rest of y'all. Yeah, uh, Marcus underscore sniffles on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And as always, let's, well, not as always, but uh, shout out to the Falcons for blowing a 28 to 3 lead in the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. Wow. So I don't know what you're talking about. I South 3706. I like to shout out my homeboy on Twitter, KJ, the Dallas kid. His ad is Hoops, KJ Hoops. He's a big wrestling fan and 2K fan. He's probably going to try to convince me to play 2K because I'm about sick of Madden. And apparently it's breaking news that Northern New Jersey's own Kyrie Irving believes that the world is flat. So God bless. God bless him. Come on. And and, uh, President Trump hasn't got us all killed yet, so that's a blessing. Make America uh, great again. Hey, Maggie. Hashtag Maggie. If there's any, if there's any Trump listeners or Trump fans out there that want to come on, I'd love to have a, a conversation with you. So, but no, yeah, wait, they could. Too. This said that he had the most electoral since Reagan. They found it not be true. He was like, "Well, somebody told me that." 
Someone just put it in front of his face and he read it. This man is Ron Burgundy. Like, <laughs> except he's not, not cool or funny. Like, everybody hates him. So, uh, again, every day we wake up and there's not a, a nuclear mushroom cloud outside. You know, <laughs> it's another day that we can all feel that we, we made, it, made it through the day successfully. So, I can't complain. Can't complain. Hey, we, we appreciate you coming through. Yeah, I already know. Alice.